Welcome to Quantitative Health with your host, Paul Kilgore. Greetings, everyone. This is Dr. Paul Kilgore, your host for Quantitative Health, and welcome back. Uh, Today, what we want to do is, again, revisit this topic of stress, but from a different perspective, a different angle today. And really what I'd like to do is talk with you about how we might look at stress in the body in terms of laboratory tests. So how could we quantify levels of stress based on objective laboratory readings that we can actually take through collection of different samples from individuals? And this has been done in the past, but what I wanted to do is list for you and describe some of these things that we do measure and can measure on an ongoing basis or even just one time in individuals. And what you will recognize immediately is some familiar names. For example, if I talk to you about different vitamins, we're going to immediately want to mention the vitamin B group. In particular, vitamin B12 is one that I really like to address because that actually can affect many, many different systems in the body. For example, it can affect how we synthesize and create proteins. It can affect how our brain functions. It also can affect how our nervous system functions. In fact, it can affect the transmission of electrical signals, nerve signals in our body, and actually we can have symptoms of vitamin B12 deficiency uh, that are found in individuals who are low in vitamin B12. Now, we'll go into later clinical descriptions of some of the deficiencies of each one of these, but I also wanted to mention some other key parameters. We'll call them parameters. These are actually laboratory values that we can measure in individuals. And another common one that I know you've heard of is glucose. This is commonly called sugar or blood sugar. And when we talk about measuring glucose levels, it really is kind of the core center of our energy system in the body. And it's so important for every activity, for brain function, for athletic performance, for regular day-to-day thinking, working on the job. So glucose is one key parameter that we want to make sure we're aware of when we are thinking about stress, stress levels, and different ways that our body manages stress. And we'll come back to how that can fluctuate when we talk about different stresses in our lives. Now, when we talk about stress and we think about ways in which our body may respond to it, there's one nutrient, one particular vitamin that I know you've heard of before is common in lots of different foods that we get. And of course, some people may require supplementation depending on their levels. And that's vitamin D, D. Vitamin D is really central to how our bones function, how our bone structure is maintained. It's also central to muscular function and muscular performance. And it's critical for good nervous system performance and function. Now, there are lots of reasons why individuals may need vitamin D supplementation. We're going to talk about that going forward, but I did want to mention that it's particularly one that comes into play when we talk about optimal 
physical performance, athletic performance, for example. Now, when we talk about stress in the body, there's one key hormone, and this is a steroid hormone that our body produces day in and day out. It does fluctuate throughout the day, and we'll talk about how that does change over time. But the hormone that I'm talking about is something that I think you may have heard of before, but if not, that's good. It's called cortisol, C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L. Cortisol is really a key hormone that plays into every stress response that we may actually experience. And it's critical because it helps us regulate or manage the energy that our body needs to respond to a given stress situation. It also plays a key role in our metabolism, body metabolism and organ function. In fact, cortisol can have a big impact on how our immune system works day in and day out and how our body responds to stresses like an infectious organism that we may be exposed to. And as it turns out, cortisol plays a big role in our sleep or sleep quality. Of course, it can affect our feelings of anxiety. It can affect mood or mental status. It can influence digestion or also play a role in digestive issues that we may have. And cortisol, in fact, can affect our bone density. So that's really important as we talk about overall response to stress, particularly as we get older. Now, it's important to recognize also that cortisol plays a role in how our muscles maintain its mass. This, in fact, we're talking about skeletal muscle. So things like the quadriceps or biceps. Also, cortisol plays a great role in maintaining sugar balance. So when we have blood sugar that's too high or too low, cortisol plays a role in actually regulating blood sugar. And for that reason, and for other reasons, cortisol has a key role in weight gain or maintenance or changing of our body weight. Now, we also think about other important hormones, things like testosterone in the stress response. We also think about indirect measures of stress or inflammation in our body. And one overall indicator of inflammation that we always think about are, there's actually two or three that I'd like to mention today. One is what we call sedimentation rate, or ESR. Uh, ESR stands for erythrocyte sedimentation rate. Erythrocyte is just red blood cell, another name for your red blood cells. Another key parameter that we can measure to look at inflammation and stress is something called C-reactive protein. CRP can be measured in blood samples that we collect, and that can be an overall indicator of inflammation going on in our body at both an acute stage or in a chronic situation as well. And then finally, I'd like to mention iron and an iron-binding protein called ferritin. The ferritin is F-E-R-R-I-T-I-N. Ferritin and iron play an important role in our response to stress, particularly when we talk about uh, transport of oxygen in the body, because we really need that iron as a key component of hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is the protein that actually helps us move oxygen around the body within red blood cells. Okay. So today, 
we've talked a little bit about key parameters that we want to measure and think about looking at if we're concerned about stress, ongoing stress, or even acute and chronic stress that may affect or influence our organ function, our metabolism, and overall performance and health. So we're going to come back to these in future episodes, and we're talking in much more detail about what they mean, what they can do, what normal levels are, what abnormal levels are, and what we can do to correct them if they are out of balance or in an abnormal range. Okay, so great. Take care, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.